Hey everyone, this is the Stone Youth Band Podcast. Our goal is to keep you connected to what God is doing in students' lives, even if you can't be there when it's happening. This coming week, July 1st through the 6th, is One Camp 2018. Each morning, beginning July 2nd, we'll give you a short recap of what happened at worship the night before, along with the students' insight on how God used the night to speak to them. Our hope is to keep the fam connected across space and time, so be sure to subscribe and check what's been uploaded each day of camp. We hope you'll be encouraged by what you hear. And if you are a child of God, you have the creator of the universe looking over you, knowing every single thing you have ever done, every single thing you will ever do, looking at all your achievements, looking at all the ways you failed, all the ways you succeeded, and say, hey, listen, uh, that's all great, but I don't care about that because there's nothing you can do that would make me love you any less, and there's nothing you can do to make me love you anymore. My state towards you is just love. So that was Daniel Simmons from last night's talk. Last night, Daniel focused on two ideas. You can't do anything to make God love you anymore, and you can't do anything to make God love you any less. We saw all of this as Daniel walked us through the story of the prodigal son. At the end of the night, Daniel asked students which son they thought they identified with more, the younger son who thought he had done things that would make the father love him less, or the older son who thought he had done things that could possibly make the father love him more. Students stood and received prayer, and then Daniel charged students that knowing God's unconditional love should make us people who also go and shine and share that unconditional love to everybody around us. Now you're going to hear from Houston Coley about his thoughts from the night. All right, everybody, I am sitting here with Houston Coley, one of our students from Stonebridge, and Houston agreed to take a few minutes with me today and recap his experience from last night's service. So Houston, why don't you start out, everybody knows your name, why don't you tell them a little bit about yourself? Um, my name is Houston Cole, as, as has just been stated. Um, I've been going to Stonebridge for, I guess, 10 years now, and this is my fifth year at camp. Um, I... I'm trying to think what else. Yeah, so I'm, I am a creator on YouTube and kind of, quote, influencer on social media, whatever that means. I quoted him. He's quoting me saying he was a social media influencer. He's not yeah. putting himself up. Um, and then I, I've been doing sort of some videography and photography stuff at camp here for several years now. Um, yeah, I'm just a creative, I don't know, person. Yeah, and you, this is your rising senior, yes, right at camp. So, and did you say how many years you were coming? Five. Five. Yeah. Okay, cool, sweet. So, Houston, just give from your point of view a recap of last night's service. Okay. Um, so, basically, Daniel Simmons has been our speaker this week, and he gave a sermon last night on the prodigal son, which I uh, I, I was at first somewhat apprehensive about because. I've heard the prodigal son story 500 times in 500 different sermons. Um, and so I think that, that kind of got me thinking last night on the idea that uh, in the end, most sermons that I hear these days don't blow my mind. And, and I don't think that's the case for many Christians, especially people who have grown up in the church. Yeah, you've um, kind of heard the stories. You've heard most the of the stories. The ones that people are mostly going to tell, especially right. in camp environments. The stuff that, that most interests me yeah. is like, 
the Old Testament stuff that's crazy that no one ever yeah, talks like about. Shove the sword through the fat king. And right. Can't yeah. find but the I've even yeah. heard that. So. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Um, I'll try but, to come up with some over the fall. That you <laughs> but yeah, I, I um, was somewhat apprehensive about that story. But the great thing, and I think this is the case with many sermons, was that it put a new spin on it. And it um, brought some feelings about the, the story that everybody knows but it brought them to the forefront um, in a way that was articulate and allowed you to sort of deal with them. Um, okay, cool. So talk about the spin. What was the new spin for you on yes. this story? So one of the things that made this spin on the prodigal son somewhat uh, more unique, I think, was the inclusion or sort of more highlighted position of the older brother uh, towards the end of the story, which most people just skip over. Um, they end the story when the prodigal son comes home and hugs his father. Um, but we've also got the character of the older brother who, once his father holds the party for the younger brother after he's come home, he's like, I've done everything right, and I never got a party like this. Um, which I think is great because on the one hand, like, that's most people's reaction. Like, even, even people who can relate to the younger brother, and there were plenty of people like that last night yeah. that we saw, don't necessarily relate to eating what the pigs ate. But the people who can relate to the older brother totally relate to my younger sibling got something that yeah, I didn't get. Yeah, they got something that I didn't get and I worked hard and they didn't. For um, sure. I'm a younger sibling, so that doesn't bother me. Right. And, and something I was also thinking about was the idea I, I wonder how many um, of the people who stood up for. So Daniel Simmons, for context, had people who identified with the older brother in that scenario stand up. And then he had people who identified with the younger brother in that scenario stand up. And I wondered how many of the people who stood up for either position were in fact the younger or older of their family. Um, I'm, I'm the older and I stood up for the oldest brother, so there's some context. So um, why did you, uh, why yes. did you stand up for the older brother? I stood up for the older brother because I do think that I struggle with um, some works-based ideology at times where I do think I'm, I'm trying to um, please God uh, rather than just checking the kind of hard issues there. Um, I'm trying to think, what was I going to say? Oh yeah, but so the thing that I liked about this spin was the idea essentially that you are, um, your life should not be a, an effort to win God's love or to buy God's love or to earn God's love, but rather a response to the love that God has already gifted to you freely. Um, and that, again, is something that I think we most of us know, but that was a very well-articulated way of putting it and yeah. tying it in with that story specifically I thought was good. Um, it also ties into something that I was thinking about and talking about with my friend yesterday, which was how, you know, God, um, when he sent Jesus, Jesus says he came to fulfill the law, basically. And Jesus' point in many circumstances was that the law is important and that's all good, but it shouldn't be your the point of your faith following yeah. the rules that's what the pharisees did um so rather following him in love and doing everything out of love um is the better option and when you do follow jesus out of love you will be following the law because that's just the natural byproduct yeah. of following him um but it's not what your 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 point in doing it is it's good yeah. um and so i thought that was a great tie-in to the whole idea of works-based versus doing things because you love Jesus and because you want to reciprocate his love and yeah. spread it throughout the world. Um, so yeah. let me ask you let me ask you a follow-up question on that. 
So for you, it's like, hey, it's a good reminder. I work hard. I can't work to earn God's love. Where is where do you feel like that's gotten you askew or in in trouble? I don't even know if in trouble is the right word, but like when you're working, when you're working like the older brother, like what kind of mindset does that put you in, or where does that get you? I don't know. Uh, again, askew with God, like thinking that way and living that way. Um, I I think it's just mostly about the motivation, and for me especially, lots of it can come with pride of doing things out of pride um, or doing things because I know it will make me feel like a better Christian I guess Um, I had to sort of think about my motivation for doing this interview today before I came where I wasn't going to say I'm not going to do this but at the same time I wanted to make sure that I was doing it for the right reasons because there have been times when I've spoken in front of people simply because I want to make myself look intelligent (laughs) like that's not the right motivation to do things for um so I, I, I don't think that you should not do good works, but I think that you should question your motivation for doing them at every turn. Okay. Um, yeah. And what's the advantage? If, if your motivation's right, what do you end up with? You end up with a far more satisfying relationship with God. Okay. Because you aren't trying to win something, and you aren't on that edge all the time, I guess. Um, yeah, in relationships where you're free. trying to win, I think, right. are probably a lot tougher than relationships that you feel... Like you've like you're already accepted in. Yeah, that's for sure true. That's good. All right, cool. So you're going into your senior year. This is going to be a takeaway for you from camp, right? Is this idea we're talking about it? What is what looks different for you in your approach, and what looks different for you in terms of your ability to reveal God? So that's the theme right, of camp this week is revealed. And so the children of God need to be revealed. How does this takeaway help Houston Coley, senior year of high school, reveal God in a more effective way? That's interesting. Um, It is. It's not tell him I was going to ask that question. I'm stuck. I ask questions I don't know the answers to. Um, I think on my YouTube channel in particular – I have um, – there's always a balance in the things that I'm making where on the one hand, I need, I need to make things that are topical and that are current and sort of newsworthy to get views and stay um, aloft in the, in, the, in the current internet sure. culture. Nobody's watching. Right. Nobody's watching unless matter. you're talking yeah. about things that <laughs> That's are right. talking about. Um, but I have been kind of pondering recently some of the things that I really should be making videos about that I don't because I know they won't necessarily get as many views or whatever. Mm-hmm. And not that's not to say that I, I have plans to make a sermon as a video. Yeah. But there are things that I think hold universal truth and sometimes controversial truth that God does want me to say yeah. on my YouTube channel that sometimes I do shy away from. Um, and so that's one of the things that I've been thinking about doing in the next few months. Um, that's good. Pursuing those kinds kinds of videos. So, yeah. That's good. Man, well, that's good. I'll look forward to seeing what you put out there. Cool. Thank you, Houston. I'm glad. I appreciate you taking the time. Um, y'all, if you like to listen to Houston's voice, it's soothing. This is new to me. <laughs> I'm still working on this format. Houston's doing much better than me. He's got a podcast called Blockbusted, which is cool and interesting and really um, – does a lot of neat stuff that I'll probably try to listen to to help me understand how to do this better. So thanks again, Houston, for taking time. Yeah. All right, guys. 
So that's it for us today. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope it made you feel more connected to camp. And I hope God is impacting you to the same degree that he's impacting us. All right, we'll talk to you guys tomorrow.